Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Formula One podcast, straight to the apex. The guys are here, they're talking races, races gone, races to come, all the race news, all the race previews, all the race reviews, how, many, how much more racing can you fit into a podcast, I ask you that. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. That's what it's all about. Tell people how much you love the podcast. Right, enough from me. Over to these guys. So here we go. This is CookieCast, straight to the apex. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to season two of Straight to the Apex, episode 11. I'm your host, T Dom. Well, where do I start? Um, Canadian, GP, Gilles Villeneuve circuit. I'm joined by uh, my colleagues, my uh, friends. James and Mark, how are you? This is the big thing we play now, James, in this podcast. It's all about one man. What, just sit? I think what we normally have to do when Tony leads is just kind of sit here and just hope for the best. And a lot of the time, also probably like correct him. I mean, normally how I'd start is by introducing us all and then do a big shout out to Cookie Cast, but. You, you wanted to go straight into the Canadian Grand Prix there, Tito? Well, I mean, we wouldn't be here without, as you mentioned, Cookie Casts uh, and Andy. Thank you so much for all your uh, help and everything, pretty much. Um, available on YouTube and all your um, streaming services. I see that you've um, changed position today, James. Where, where are you tuning in from? Oh, just in the living room. We got all the garden furniture out. We had a, a barbecue. I think that's like the third barbecue I've had in four days. I've had nice. a lot of meat. So, yeah, oh, garden yeah. furniture. Also, Charlie decides she's going to sit out there and chill. I, I was tempted to go out there and record as well, but I didn't want to tempt fit and have like a, a bad shit on my head halfway through and have it all live on, on YouTube. That would be that. That would have been funny and comedy value for the podcast. Oh, it, it would have been good, but I, I need to leave that to Tony. That's less that's about funny. less about the shit and more about the Canadian Grand Prix. I would say, in the words of Ted Kravis from Sky Sports, it was quality from start to finish. What did you guys think? Uh, yeah, I've got to, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really good race, good qualifying. I think there's lots to talk about, um, which which is nice because last couple of races it's just been that kind of, uh? yeah, I agree, I agree. I'm, what about you, Mark? I'm absolutely gobsmacked because I thought qualifying was absolutely fantastic. Loved it. One of the best qualifiers we've had this season. I thought the Grand Prix was a bit boring. 
Really? Yeah. Don't, don't think. Yeah, a fair few things happened. I mean, one of them, I'm sure you'll want to talk about at length again. But <laughs> I, 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 for, as like Canada is normally really good track, a really good race. And I think compared to other Canadian Grand Prix, it was just meh. Wow. So I'm intrigued to wow. see what you two have got. You, you know what? Yeah. I, I suppose if you're watching the Canadian Grand Prix, expecting the usual, a lot of safety cars, potential red flags and all that kind of stuff, then yeah. The, the, big, the biggest disappointment this year was it absolutely hoed it down in quality. And we was all probably all hoping it was going to be the same for the race. Mm. And it was just a complete turnaround. So, so much so that none of the drivers, you know, could pretty much handle the track. I mean, I think it was Max one. It was, yeah, I'm sure it was Max who actually said, yeah, Max, Max was going on about his tyres. It was one of the commentators who started saying that it's, the track is green, you know, because of all the rain, it's, it's washed everything off. So it's, mm. it's got to go through its full evolution again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was all I think right. It, I think but, it had a bit of everything. I think it had a bit of everything. Well, let's let let's that, let it smolder just there for a second. And why don't we start with the news? Yeah. Can anybody has anybody got any news? Um, I've got a few things, James. Have you got anything? I've got a few talking points from the race. Um, I haven't really seen much new since the race. The only other thing that I've really seen is that Verstappen's race suit from Canada is getting sold for, I can't remember the name of the charity now, um, like Winged Angel or something like that. Right. Interesting. 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 I've got a few bits, to be honest, a bit okay. random, few random stuff, good talking points. F1 to limit the, and change the celebrity grid access. And this has come from the fiasco in Australia with people getting on the track afterwards, safety, and also a Neymar scenario. He got, there was a formation lap and he was still on the grass yeah. for some reason. Well, it's, it's Neymar. Well, I think we've touched on this lightly before. It is a fiasco and it's getting worse and worse. Random people who have got a following as such that are being invited literally just to increase its appeal. I think, are we at a ceiling? Are we Are we right to change the grid access, Mark? Uh, I- they should, they should all have a clause in the contract and they have to speak to Martin Brundle and Martin Brundle has to know who they are for them mm. to be allowed on the grid. And this week we had Gordon Ramsay. Um, he's a bonafide petrol head. Not got a problem with him. Um, yeah, these influencers and everything, it's a load of bollocks, but unfortunately that's the way life's going. So they, they, they get access via... Yeah. The media and everything. I mean, at the end of the day, if we got access from this little podcast, then I wouldn't turn it down. So, but you're a fan. You're yeah, a yeah. fan. Yeah, but well, these might some be. of these people are. I don't think they are, Mark. And this pisses me off, and I feel passionate about it. 
they're suddenly a fan when they get grid access and then you see it all over their social media. When it's three weeks later and the F1's on again and they haven't got grid access or they're nowhere near it, suddenly they're somewhere else promoting a different event and they're saying it, absolutely it, jack shit. It, it's, it's a bit like... Um... I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to spitball here. It's a bit like having a presenter of an... Let, let's go with, I don't know, an, an F1 podcast. Um, talks about a lot of stuff and everything else. Always seems to have a nap, though, during race time. Still a fan, though. I still a fan. Still a fan. <laughs> I mean, I think your wife's the fan. Um, do you think, though, that this is the way the owners are going to get it onto these people's social media because they've got a big following and get the F1 name out there? Like, I had yeah. a mate of mine who I used to work with, play football with him every Thursday, never, ever, ever talked to me about Formula One, ever, because he didn't like it. And he said, ah, what's Drive to Survive? Um that Christian Arna's a prick, isn't he? And I was like, wow, mm. yeah, he is. But this guy is football, rugby league mad, NFL mad, never, ever been interested in Formula One. And now he's watching it mm. through Drive to Survive. So is this where the influencers are coming, get it on their socials, spread the word? A bit like, I don't know, you should do for this podcast that we keep hounding you about. You, no you know what? I absolutely agree. You, but it's, it's, it's got to be done right. The, the, the best way of getting your business out there is promoting it as much as you can. You know, your Netflix documentaries, Drive to Survive, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, your influencers especially. I mean, they, don't get me wrong, they annoy the shit out of me. Where are they? Hi guys, it's your favourite influencer, Tabitha. Big loves and hugs to everybody. Uh, but hey, I'm here. I'm at F1, Miami F1. Woo, I'm my girlfriend. And all that shit. Well, they've got like 1.5 million fucking followers. Yeah. Well, and shout out Tabitha. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, massive shout out to Tabitha. <laughs> you know, big, Get yourself big on the podcast. Get yourself on this podcast. It's Get into getting that near. We'll get you on. <laughs> it's getting the brand out there, isn't it? Like you say, I think... Yeah. Maybe Formula One are using these people a little bit and saying, come to the race, and it's almost like free advertising. So, yeah, it's, it's clever, but do it right. I mean, yeah. the, the only thing I don't want is like uh, the, the, the World Cup final. Um, was it the World Cup final? And Salt mm. Bay somehow managed to get out on the pitch. Yeah, and got it. Yeah. Team was holding on to the trophy and everything else. And most of the time, the players are looking at him as if to go, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought he'd been invited out, but then when you see the players' reactions, like, no, he's just genuinely got out there on the pitch just to promote himself. It's like, mm. I think, Ma- I think Mark hits it on the head. That's, I think, this is the way the world is going. Yeah, and yeah. there is, there's people out there that we don't even know about, but kids know about them, teenagers know about them, and it's not just a few, it's like thousands and millions. And people look into these people. What it it is, mate, and I'm going to upset you here, we're old. Yeah, we are. You 
you can officially call yourself old now, Tony. No. You know, you, you, no. You, you, no. You're 30 plus one. You know, we, no. we can see the gear coming through in the beard. No. Yeah. You are. You're old. On, on a night out, do you ever look at somebody else who walks in and the first thing you think is, oh, she's going to catch a death of cold? Or something like, if I was sent out dressed like that, I'd be getting killed by my mum and all that. Yeah, you're old. Yeah. Okay. DJ's a bit loud, turn it down, pal. You're old. If, if you like to have a nap on a Saturday afternoon during qualifying... Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. You're old. Let's move on. Look, I'm with you, though, mate. It's one of the best naps out there. But well, you just tagged it off. Yeah. I'm old. I've, um, <laughs> I've, got, so I've, got one, I've got one comment about the race, which I'll leave. Um... Worryingly, Red Bull are now focusing on next year's car. Yeah, I've got that. Which is really worrying. And also, Merck have confirmed today they've got two big stages of upgrades coming, starting from Silverstone in a few weeks. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. They're... I don't think they're catching Red Bull, but they're definitely up there with Aston Martin now, for sure. For sure. For sure. What do you think? Mm, I think they're still a bit beyond. I, 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 I think they still are a bit beyond. They're, they're giving a fight now to Aston Martin, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and at one point during the race, I was kind of sitting there thinking, you know what? You're not far. When when, when Hamilton was second, I was sitting there going, you're not, you're not a million miles away from him like you normally are. And I was sitting there thinking. Have they just about done it? But then towards the end of the race, um, Max hits the sausage curb, you know, gets a bit of a wobbler and comes straight on the radio, making a laugh and a joke of it, going, oh, I nearly knocked myself out there. <laughs> if he's got the time to laugh at stuff like that and just make a laugh and a joke of it, bearing in mind, that is pretty much the wall. Like if anyone hits, they're, they're, they're done. And he's been a he, he knew for a fact he well, wasn't going anywhere near as fast as he can in that car. It touches, it, 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 it touches to what Mark said at the start of this season, that Red our Red Bull just taking it a bit steady, that like they're not yeah. giving it full beans. He had a bed stuck in his car. Yeah, he had a, yeah, a bed. And I don't really? Rest in peace, bed. Yeah. Rest in peace, bed. I don't know yeah. where we, if it was in the wing. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Brake duct, wasn't it? It was what? Brake duct, I think. It was brake duct, was it? Right. Well, I know he was carrying a bed literally from like lap 10. And um, yeah, tweet, tweet bed. Not. No, oh, one of them. We're not that type of people. Um, oi, oi. Oi, oi. I, 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 remember, I remember him saying, I think I hit a bed. At one point, yeah, I, remember that. I think I get to bed and then heard nothing else about it. Yeah, no, it was, it was trapped in his car. I honestly think, and this, this kind of also then <laughs> beg, begs another question, Red Bull and have got so much time in hand on that car. Like, Max, Max is just cruising. Like, he was, like, at first, the first couple of laps of the rest thought, Hamilton's keeping up with him here, Alonso's keeping up with him, great. And then he just all, suddenly went to, like, from once 
0.2 seconds to like 3.8 and you thought it, he's just got time in hand and can plant his foot when he wants. Mm. You know what? No, no, you know no. what? An example though is Perez at the end. Where he just put the softs on and was just like boom, like smashed it. Like smashed the fastest lap. Like it was nothing. I I still want to talk about Perez in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch on the point about Max going from like one second to three seconds. Was that during the safety car, wasn't it? So that did happen in the virtual safety car, which I can't, they all do that. Like Lewis is well, in the lead. So I'm a bit like, yeah, all right, you push it. It was just after the safety car, the virtual safety car come in. And I think it was Martin that said, oh, it, it, he went from like 1.8 to five seconds. Yeah. And then he took it down to about 3.6 or something like that. And I'm sitting there thinking, only way you've done that is that you haven't slowed down straight away like you meant to. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. gone for like another second. He's, yeah. Just, just to, to give you that little bit of advantage, but not enough to be caught out. Mm-hmm. I, reckon, I honestly think in the hands of Max, that that car is currently pushed to about 80% of its capacity. He doesn't, I was going to say about 80 90%. He doesn't look like he's... I mean, Max, like I say, Max is a great driver. We all admit it, even though we don't want to. He doesn't look tired after a race. He doesn't look like he's worked hard. It's just a Sunday afternoon drive for him. Like... And to me, that's scary because this penalty was meant to bring them back in. And if they're working on next year's car, we're fucked. We're fucked. Adrian Newey with Tam, what does he do? Produces that type of flaw that we all saw at Monaco. We're fucked. The, the other thing as well was, that made me laugh, was his, his last pit stop, obviously just after Hamilton and Alonso made theirs, so he had a free pit stop anyway, effectively. But that pit stop, I mean, Red Bull on average do something like, what, 2.1 seconds, 2.3? They're, they're ridiculously fast. And I think at one point last year, I'm sure they did a bloody sub-two-second pit stop. I'm almost certain they did. It was a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, before the yeah. wheels got bigger, yeah, definitely. That, that last one, it was like 2.7. The, the, the lads in the pit lane was just like, Take it easy on this one, lads. Yeah. You know, no, no need to rush. Just take your time. And no the day, pressure. It was a fucking leisurely pit stop. And he still came out in front. I think on the right track, he could start at the back of the grid and still win it easily. Probably. Yeah. Well, the way Hulkenberg went backwards. In, was it Miami? He's led for like I think the last two hundred laps he's had the lead for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scary, crazy. Anyway, moving on. There will be a scripted TV series inspired by F one. Called is it called to survive? It's called one. <laughs> no, no, no. This is about supposedly it's a like made up team. And there's a family that runs the team and it's a bit like a, a drama of how the team does and the, the things that go on behind the scenes. And Interesting, interesting. Adds to the drive to survive, adds to the film that might be, is coming out um, and they're making right now. 
Um, it, F1 it, on the up. Mate, come on. It's season four of Ted Lasso, isn't it? No. I, I hope so. <laughs> it's it's what, gone from the football to that. What do you think? <laughs> If, yeah. if I starred in the series, what do you think I would play? Can't really say on this podcast. We're in enough trouble. Silence. Silence. We'll let that marinate for a bit. Any any more news? Nope. Uh, I have Ralph Schumacher believes the clerk to Aston Martin at the end of the year would be l- logical. I believe that very unlogical. Please do not come to Aston Martin. Thank you. Ralph Ralph Schumacher? Yeah. The great Ralph Schumacher. For for a minute there, mate, honestly, I I thought you'd just got him mixed up. I was like, oh, God, he means means Mick. He means Mick. But no, really, Ralph Schumacher? Yeah. Yeah. Logical. What? In place of who? Or just to Aston Martin? Just to Aston Martin at the end of the year. Replacing Stroll, but we've already been there. Or yeah, can't we've, replace we've, 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 we've talked about that. That's never happened. George Russell lie detector um, uh-huh. did a little bit of a YouTube video for Sky Sports. I don't know if anybody's watched this. It was yeah. entertaining. It was on before the race. It was cringy. I, don't, I wouldn't call it entertaining. It was cringy. Corny? Yeah. What was it? Just like Toy Story, where you know Sid just got a magnifying glass and started burning a hole in his forehead. It was. It do you know? It was slightly like. (laughs) It really was. I've got your mate. I've tied a giant firework to his back. (laughs) The one that stood out for me was: Are you faster than Lewis Hamilton? He replied yes, and the lie detector said he was telling he was he was telling the truth. So he believes he's faster. Than Lewis Hamilton. I'm sorry, say that again. He said, he was asked, are you faster than Lewis Hamilton? And he said, now, yes. And the lie detector said he was telling the truth. So he believes that he is faster than Lewis Hamilton right now. And and the lie detector, because I know one of the questions, he said something. And it said he was lying. No, about stealing something. And he went, I've never stole anything. They were saying it was true. Or You're lying. It was lying. And he was like, no, no, I never have. I'm sorry, does he actually believe that? Wow. I mean, the kid, the more I see him and the more he does stuff like this, the more I do think he's fucking shit. I just, I just don't like him. <laughs> Ow. Big claim there. Big claim. You heard it first on Straight to the Apex. Mark says George Russell shit. Wow. He is getting annoying. Think he's um, a... I just hear his pose and it's like, oh, you know, he's, he's like showing off a new watch or something like that. You mean the pose like that on the walls? Oh, yeah. He's in, you know, his little Re- Rio de Niro kind of thing. Look, I'm, I'm the redeemer and all this bullshit. No, it's just, he's always got his glossy eyes and. It's like, come on, mate, we know you've kicked a puppy at some point in your life. The scary thing is, is, what's he done? What has he done to believe his own eye? Like, if you look at the junior formula, I don't think he would stand out, stand out, if I'm brutally honest. I know. 
I think he can follow instructions. is is decent, and is British. So he's, I don't know, he's made it into the Mercedes car. Is not faster than Lewis Hamilton. I, I don't know where that's come from. I don't understand I do. where his thinking Some, is. Somewhere in his fucking cowboy wooden head. Wow. Wow. Yeah. George, have a word with yourself, mate. Look in the mirror. You're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. You're good, but you're not, you're not seven-time world champion good. No. Well, have a look. There's a few other questions, and it made me giggle. Okay. Last last news is W Series is into administration. Yeah. Which is, which is I think that's very, very sad, considering... The trajectory of F1 right now is skyrocketing. And I think women in cars, in Formula One in general, should be, it should be there. Because, now again, I was thinking about this and I was watching, um, I was watching another Sky Sports YouTube video. I think it was another podcast, actually. When do we see a camera woman? When do we see a woman engineer? Quite a few in Formula One. Women engineers? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a woman engineer. We see, see a lot of strategists. Strategists. There's, there's women. I think there's a couple of women in Haas that are in the garage. There's another team. There's, I, there's definitely women in the sport. And this is a very, very dodgy subject to cover. Yeah. But if they're good enough, they shouldn't be stopped getting in if they're good enough. It shouldn't go on sex. If you are good enough, you're getting a Formula One car. Simple as. Mm. I agree with that. I agree yeah, with that because... I agree. Very dodgy subject to be talking about. And it's, it's all well and good. The, these people out there saying... Oh, have you noticed that there isn't very many female employees in, in the F1 universe and stuff like that? Absolutely. Fantastic question. However, let's ask the question of, is it a job that they want to be doing? Instead of just saying, are, are these people just strategic, you know, employing men? Maybe ask the question of, is it only men that are applying for these jobs? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Let me put it the other way. Then I think they made a comment again on this in this video on the commentary, and I think we've done it as well. Calling a driver a princess. Now is that a bit derogatory? I don't thinking think about that. it, I'm thinking about it. It is, isn't it? You. And it, 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 it's so going on what you guys are saying now. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about this. On the yeah. line. Don't want to talk about it. All right. And last thing that I said, I'm going to say, F1 Academy, 150k. The driver has to put in, and F1 put in 150k as well. So then that is a team. In the W series, it was all free. They were paid by. Trips, there was prize money. Again, I just think it needs. I think we need a, a woman's series. 
And that needs to be pushed right now because I think the way F1's going, in five, ten years' time, it's going to be a lot better in its entirety than just without it. Do you agree? Can I just say, so as an F1 fan for quite a number of years now, when I first started watching it, every driver was white, male. Hmm. There was no Japanese... Well, there was maybe... No, there wasn't. There was no Japanese drivers, no Chinese drivers, no Thai drivers, Hmm. no multi-race drivers. There was all German, British, Brazilian, white males. I mean, we know through some of the comments that some ex-Brazilian drivers have made that being racist about Lewis. Now you've got a di- you have got a diverse grid. You've got Alex mm. Albon, who's Thai. You've got Zhou Guan Yu. You've got Yuki Suzuki. You've got Lewis Hamilton himself. You've got, you know, will, will we find, like football, and it's always talked in football, there may be a driver on the grid that is... Uh, gay or bisexual or whatever Mm. there is more diverse in the grid and it's only going to go like you say to to include females and that is absolutely fine but don't push a female in like they did Susie Wolf I don't think it's good enough yes I agree they have to be good enough not just because they are the ticker box yeah. Yes, a thousand percent, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. James, any more to add on that? About that? Yeah. Yeah, yes, it is It is a very diverse grid nowadays in comparison to what it used to be, like Mark was saying. Um, there is a chance... That, that there could some of you know one of the drivers you know could could be homosexual could identify as another gender and stuff like that we don't know and they just might not want to come out about it or discuss it or anything else like that same in football you know you're only now getting football players that are actually coming out with their sexuality and stuff like that because of other generations and stuff like that always seen as oh you know you're a football player you know you gotta be a right good man and all this kind of stuff you know and they're not not ashamed but they're, they're afraid of coming out with a sexuality because they, they know what kind of impact it could have the kind of judgment that it could have so you know there could be homosexual f1 drivers and stuff like that and again absolutely fucking fine with that i ain't got a single fucking issue with anything like that and Yes, yeah, same with women. Yeah, there should be a women's series. Absolutely. But like you just said as well, it can't just be that kind of, yeah, we've got a woman on the track. Look how diverse we are. We've just done it to tick a box. It's got to be done right. Which is the same with anything. You look, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right, for the right job. Look at the stick Lewis gets now from like, the minority in Spain, the minority in other countries that don't don't get that diversity. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, 
would, yeah. would you want to be an openly gay driver in Formula One? Would you want to be a woman in Formula One? Would you want to be any, you know, some of the stick Lewis gets, I'm amazed he wants to be in Formula One. Because I don't, I don't think yeah. I could do it. Eastern European football, Italian football, some Spanish football. It's oh. racism, isn't it? It's crazy. But I, I don't know. I've, I, I find that crazy. The real I agree with it. everything you're saying, but I don't understand. We live in 2023. We, whatever year you live in, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't get it. Real Madrid fans are, are booing and making monkey chants to their own player. I think, I think wherever you go, there's going to be funny folk. There's going to be haters. There's going to be people that are just not not all there. They're idiots. Whenever, wherever sport. Well, there's probably one in three. I mean, we've you've just we've got one on the podcast that ticks all them boxes. Idiot. You know what else? What else did you say? What did United you fan. I rest my kids. Anyway, let's move on. That was very deep. When yeah, did that, that? That was very mature. <laughs> it was oh, a was deep jokes. Anyway. One of the first three episodes of our podcast ever. I think um, another reason that Tony's dead and this is Adam. Jesus. This, this, that went deeper than that submarine near Titanic. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh no. They haven't found them yet. That's no. And we're praying. We're praying. We're praying. From straight to the apex, we're praying that they find them people. Moving on. FP1. Abandoned because of CCTV. Safety first. Anybody else? Can can you comment? What do you think? Uh, never, ever, ever seen a race abandoned because they had problems with the, the closed circuit television cameras on the circuit. Incredible. James, anything to add? No. Why, why, why would that have... Why would that have an impact on the race? That's like saying, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to hold the race off. That guy over there closed his curtains. It, it's only... It's like, oh, the CCTV, the circuit doesn't work. If only we had a load more cameras that could maybe replace yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, if only we had television production studios here. Did, did they forget? <laughs> like... We'll just use them cameras because they cover everything. <laughs> just one minute. Let me just get my iPhone out. Well, let, me just watch, let me just watch it on there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's why you drive. Can you just hold this phone up for me? Just, you know, just... Honestly, like... What's oh, wait, wait a minute. I've got, I've got that Sky Sports where you can look at each drive there. I tell you what, yeah. you do... Driver the way. You do... Yeah. You do science. Yeah. Yeah. Just press... Like that. <laughs> it was a bit I of a can't weird, believe it. It was a bit of a weird practice, wasn't it? Because, like, they had the rain, then it was extended, and then it was red flagged, and then it was cancelled. Like you say, it was a bit of a disjointed practice sessions, really. Strange. They added 30 minutes to FP2, and in FP3, I've just got signs crashing mm. horrifically on the first corner. Uh, does anybody oh. have anything else? Go on, James. So, I think we'll we'll touch on it in the second half in a minute. 
But yeah, I, I, there's a lot I want to talk about on signs. And I think the other thing we really need to talk about as well is this, uh, let me just get the terminology right, the unsportsmanlike behaviour bullshit. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's a massive point for us to touch on. I mean, we've, we've literally done the first half of the show. We haven't talked about qualifying yet. You said it's a real good race, so we've got that to talk about. I really don't think we're going to have time to do predictions, which is such a shame. That's such a shame. We'll, we'll have to start with quality, rip through that, and then hit the race. Okay. I, I heard there's an unwritten rule that um, if predictions don't get discussed on the podcast directly after the race, all points are null and voided. Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit. That is written in my T's and C's from Andy. Bullshit. We discussed, we discussed the T and C's at the start of season two. So we cannot have any, any movement, any movement. Wrap it up for the first half, dickhead. I mean, Tony. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side, guys. Um, for quality race predictions, I have got a little quiz. We'll have to see if we've got time for it. I don't. But it's going to be. I don't think we'll have time. But I don't think me and James are going to turn up for uh, part two. So never mind. Maybe. Wait, well, see you on the other side. Bye. Hi. Hey, you. Yeah, you that's listening right now. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode of Straight to the Apex, the Formula One podcast from CookieCast. If you're enjoying this episode, why not like, share, and subscribe? Whilst you're there, feel free to check out some of the other podcasts that CookieCast has to offer. If you like football, we've got a football podcast. NFL more your thing? then the Laces Out podcast is for you. Maybe even a little bit of the wrestling. Just look for the Getting Over podcast on CookieCast. Maybe you want to listen to Andy's Darkest Timeline. It's there too. So, the F1 boys have probably got themselves a drink. It's time to get back to the action. Me. Welcome back to the greatest podcast of all. And that is Straight to the Apex, Season 2, Episode 11. I'm your host, T-Dog, and I'm joined by Mark and James. Right into qualifying, which was eventful, rain-filled. So the timing of the tyres and when to come out was key. Um, Q1, Joe, straight away, electrical problem which nearly made me explode because he basically just completely poo-pooed it right away. And Alonso was on a flying lap as well, which made me really sad. Um, turned it off and turned it back on and it worked all right, though. Yeah. I don't understand. He stopped. and But literally, as soon as he came out the pit lane, there was a problem. Then he slowed and stopped. Which went to a red flag, which but then he could get going again for some reason. So it was really strange, really, really, really annoying. It was. Then Gavley got caught up with signs parking his car in the middle of the road, which again was very, very annoying. And he kept doing it, and he did it last race. So he is getting. I don't know. Is it just? Unfortunate that he is in that position, but why does it keep happening? 
he, he keeps doing it. He's done it the last couple of races, like you said. Um, I, 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 I'm really, I, I'm really starting to not like him as much because of he's he's doing it a lot. I mean, what was it? There was there was looking at his um his stats in that lap, and mm-hmm. they were saying going that fast. If it wasn't the impeding, he would have been looking at P6. Mm. Wow. So it made a massive impact on him because obviously he, he didn't go on fucking session. Well, he paid for it, didn't he? He got a penalty. Um, yeah. Q2, rain. Um, Bottas missed the soft tyre window, so he obviously went out. Magnussen, Stroll, Span. And he was very, very, very lucky to keep his car intact. I don't know how his front wing wing didn't break. Um, Perez and Leclerc also got it wrong and did not get out. Albon, however, nailed it and he made it out very quickly. In a very, very updated Williams that his teammate doesn't have yet. Hmm. I that is interesting, and he is looking very good, Albon. Lovely. Well, while while we're on Albon, I will come back to my quick point then about some certain comments from our friend on the podcast, Mr. Christian Horner, about Alex Albon. Did you guys see this? Yeah. 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 Did you see this? He was he was very complimentary, wasn't he? Yeah, I think I saw this. He watched, he was quoted as saying, Albon is looking very strong. I watched as much as his race as I did of my own two cars. This is a you've handed out of Red Bull for not being strong enough after what was half a season and possibly another season. Yeah. It's what Red Bull do though, isn't it? <laughs> You yeah. said we're going to touch on Perez later, so we'll maybe talk about Albon later. But yeah, it's what Red Bull do. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's he's always playing a game, Christian Horner. He really is. Well, Albon's washed his hands of Red Bull. He's very yeah. much a Williams yeah. driver. And I think him, him and Vowles have got some kind of thing going on at the minute, and it's a good thing. Long may it continue. Logan. Is struggling. Is he good enough? Question marks are being raised. That's why he's not getting the upgrades till Silverstone. Well, there's there's, there's rumours, isn't there, that um, Mick Schumacher might be going to mm-hmm. Williams very soon. Yep. Well, the Yeah. Yeah. I can see why. I just Logan isn't doing much, is he at all? And I, he, I, he got caught in a season early, didn't he? Yeah, Maybe. he's still a rookie. Yeah, but he's think or swimming Formula One in it, and unfortunately, yeah. he's sinking. True. Q three, Albon missed. Speaking of Albon, he did no time. Finished tenth. Piastri though may have had something to do with this qualifying. Because he crashed emphatically, and just before the red flag, Hulkenberg crossed the line and got second. Who was behind him? Alonso on a fastest lap, 
and then the red flag came. Now, that completely wrecked the last segment of qualifying because it rained, nobody could get out, and when they did get out, it was it was too wet. Red, so, Red, Red Bull timed it well again, though. Max likes to get out early, and he got out before the rain in Q3 and nailed it again. But yeah. what was Hulkenberg's penalty for, for a red flag infringement? Did he speed in, during the red flag? Is that why he got a penalty? Yes. Yes. Which I woke up the next day very, very happy about. Anyway, moving on. The race. Anything to add? Qualifying. No. Any more? No, no. I think you covered everything. Not really. Covered everything. Do you want to give the order? Rip. Top 10 order? Well, if you really want, I mean, Verstappen, Hulkenberg got penalised. Alonso, Lewis, Russell, Ocon, Norris, Sainz, Piastri, Albon. Um, well, yeah. Dry race day, the start, fantastic. Nobody got cleaned out on the first corner. Fantastic. Hulkenberg went backwards. And Magnussen nearly went into Perez. And Lewis did quite yeah. well at the start, which got me nervous. The uh, Magnussen incident... That was very close. Very close. Very close. But I don't think anybody did I don't think anybody could have done anything about it. I think no, it was just it, a, it was just one of them battles that them two were battling and then Perez suddenly went across to set the corner and mm, Magnuson was absolutely flying. And then Sergeant Sergeant got a critical message to pull in. Like literally like if you do not stop, your car is going to explode into a million pieces type message. Like, it, it, Yeah, it did come across that urgent, didn't it? It's like, you stop, you stop now. Yeah. Now. We found a bomb on it. Stop now. Out <laughs> right now. We've just seen Chris Nolan. He's got his bloody IMAX video <laughs> camera. He's doing Oppenheimer too. Um, form the Armageddon team now. It's happening. It's happening right now. He's coming yeah, with his drill team. Everybody stay calm. It's Wait, happening. The CCTV stopped working. Stop the car now. We can't see you. <laughs> anyway, as we move on, Piastri on Hulkenberg. There seems to be a lot of, I don't know, the McLarens are, are coming back a bit. Norris is coming back a bit. Piastri, we'll get on to Norris in a minute, but Lap 12, Russell. George Russell hit a curb and went absolutely flying into the wall and completely fucked his right rear. And I fucking jumped out of my seat like England had just got the fucking World Cup goal. What a donut. He didn't even apologise to the team, did he? No. Just completely fucked it. I don't know how he carried on, to be honest, but he did, and then he carried on even more, but and then retired. But holy shit, he flew he off that car. Maybe he fell asleep then, during the race, like you. 
Maybe. I won't put it past him. Maybe there was a snake in his boot. There's <laughs> <laughs> no snakes Sorry. in my boot. Or is there? Anyway, we'll leave that to imagination. Then everybody came in. Safety car. Alonso, Hamilton. Very close in that pits. Very close. Oh, yeah. Did did Alonso over-dramatise it? Very. At the time, it looked like I thought Hamilton's absolutely done here because it looked like an unsafe release. Other teams yeah. being done the last few weeks, they're very strict on it. And then when it showed the replay, I just thought that there was almost like a pause and Alonso had time to back off. And he just you saw him grab the wheel and almost like just make a bit of a show of it. I think that was as close as you can get. I think I don't think you yeah. can get any closer <clears throat> mm. to a penalty. I think that was the edge. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually surprised that he didn't get given that penalty as well. Yeah, yeah. I was really. But I think I, that's why I say I think that's the very edge of getting away yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Norris on Piastri. And then we move on. Lap 20, Albon. Um, crushing it. Norris starts pulling his weight and passing passing people. Alonso then made his pass on Hamilton, which we've touched on already. These make upgrades. Are they good enough to race with the likes of Aston Martin and Red Bull? We've been there. We've done that. Not just yet. Russell passed De Vries, but then we had a bit of a tussle between De Vries and K-Mag. He kind of did a... Russell did a beautiful pass on both of them on 10-2. And then they got in a bit of a pickle and ended up going down the... Um, what's it? The runoff. Mm. It was all kind of a bit embarrassing. Amateur but, hour. Say no more. Say no more. Albon defending like a beast. Then Russell retired because his left brake was very worn, which, again, everybody applauded. Um, Norris, Norris passes Bossas. But I'll uh, carry on. Alpine wing, Alpine wing loose. Yeah. But it's very loose, but uh, it I, looks I, to I, me I, like it's no. on. Like I, I don't I understand mean, it, do you, it doesn't. What do you think? Right. It don't look safe, does it at all? No. I mean, flexible like wings, it's hanging on wings. Well, yeah, that looks like it's not being bolted on properly. Hmm. I, I, I was expecting it to come off, bounce, and probably take Norris out clean. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, that's pretty standard. It's always like that. But if it's always the same, then that's that's fucking shite. Yeah, mm. that, yeah, yeah. That, that's not right. There's some some up no. there. If yeah. that happens all the time, how the hell are you maintaining downforce? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Oh. Interesting. Um, Max wins. Albon has his best finish. And Stroll 
beats Bottas on the line for a through ninth. But after the race, Norris gets penalised. Mm. Unsportsmanlike behaviour. Mm. Which caused a bit of a, a stare. What are your opinions on it? Well, it, it was penalised before. The, the, it had already been given the five-second penalty, but there was told to be added on before, sorry, at the end of the race. But they added it on when there was like two laps to go. Mm. And even the commentators yeah. went, that's not right, that. But yeah, I, I don't I don't like the term unsportsmanlike behaviour. I mean, he is, <laughs> of all the drivers, he is probably one of the drivers you would not expect to hear that link to. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I've never heard that term used before. And it was solely because he slowed down. You know, I'm dumbing it down by saying, oh, it's only because he slowed down. You know, yes, he caused some impeding and stuff like that just to aid a, a double stack for him and um, Piastri. But mm-hmm. using the term, I mean, that, that really upset Norris that. They didn't know how to categorise it, did they? They didn't know, and that's why they said the only category they could put it in was unsportsmanlike behaviour. But how many times has Mesh done this? I'm okay, guys. I haven't been You're okay. You're not being savaged. Let me just discipline my dogs for a second. So just bear with me. Carry on with your point. Okay. My point is. How many times has Merck done this in other seasons, double stacking? How many times has Red Bull done it? How many times has every team done it and nothing's been done? And then they make an example of Norris and McLaren. But at the same time, how many times have teams or drivers been penalised and they've actually said, you are driving, uh, what was it? It wasn't like you was driving too slow. Uh Driving at an unnecessary speed. Yeah, yeah, unnecessarily dangerous. Or, or where did it? Yeah, it, it's weird. It was weird. But then it was just this one. It's like, oh yeah, it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah. It's like I what? felt. I felt. I did feel sorry for Lando because out of the British drivers, he is my second favorite because George Russell yeah. is definitely. George Russell is behind some non-British drivers, if I'm brutally honest. Um, and he's that's my British driver list. But, wow. Yeah, I felt sorry for Norris. I really did. I think he's been a bit naughty, but I think it comes down to what you said, Matt. How can they class it? And I think they've classed it like that to give him the penalty. But it's kind of come off a bit very it's not that's not right is it i mean it's not like it's crashed on purpose or really uh. every team does it if your cars are together what are you meant to do it's dangerous in the pitch you're gonna slow down a little bit yeah they need to look at that rule uh, like yeah very hard i think another moving on from that another big takeaway from the race is sergio perez what is going on with that guy? Another not so good race, another poor qualifying. I mean, Monaco, Q1, 20th, Spain, 
11th out in Q2. To this weekend, 12th. His last poll was Miami. Horner, now, said his, Horner said his confidence is gone. I'm going to say that we called this on the podcast and said he wouldn't be allowed to challenge Max for the title. Well, that's a conspiracy. But he did it last whoa, year. Whoa, whoa. I, you're not suggesting that Red Bull do everything above board, are you? What, what an idiot. This happened last year. This happened last year. I, I, I the title fight and he went missing. Contention and then all of a sudden shit happened to Perez. It's, it happened this year, didn't it? Because we even said Perez has done really well. And in our predictions, we all said there is going to be some Red Bull sabotage in the next race. And then That's a conspiracy. Then, there seems to be a lot of interesting data behind it, though. It's not just that kind of, you know, we're all sitting here wearing tinfoil hats or saying there's a giant spaghetti monster who wears a colander for a helmet as some kind of religion bullshit or anything else like that. There is a lot of genuine data. You look at you look at it all. Perez was up for contention. He was level for the championship, and then all of a sudden, car turns to shit. Same things happened this year, and it's just it. it yeah, it it does, it does raise eyebrows. Don't get me wrong. I think we've said this before over a season. If you was to pick your perfect drivers or your strong drivers, we said before, Perez is not one over a season to be consistent enough to ever be a world champion, ever. Like we've said about Leclerc, like we've said about Sainz. However, the basically, the as they use for the tyres, the dropping off the edge of the cliff, performance-wise, that Perez has gone through this year and last year, when he was in title contention, and then all of a sudden, he's gone to shit. He's not that bad a driver. How can it? Yeah, there's something in it. To me, this. At the same time, yes, he is not the same driver as Max. He isn't. Max is in a completely different league altogether. But it's the same car. Yep. Yeah, that there should, granted there should be a difference between the two. Not like that though, surely. Canada is a track for overtaking. Yep, normally you get quite a lot of overtakes. You've got it's you know it's slow corners and then traction out with them corners onto long straights and then another chicane. They are Red Bull strengths. So considering that where, where did Perez start? He started twelfth on the grid. He should have been within the top five in three or four laps. In that car, yeah. if it was the other way around, Max would have been up to Alonso, Hamilton and Russell within four or five laps easily. So like Jim mm. said, that car, regardless of the driver, should literally blitz the field. Because we all said that Red Bull aren't pushing. When they need to push, like Max, when he was at the back of the grid, he pushed, he got up, but Perez didn't at a track that is easily to overtake at. Mm. I really I, don't you know. know I really don't I bet know. You, I bet you if the points difference in the constructors' table wasn't the way they are, 
Perez would have had different settings. It'd have been like right Perez um, plus ten. You know, take take it from eighty percent to eighty percent. Let's get them points up. All I'm going to say is we haven't seen Josh Verstappen on camera for the last few races that Perez has been struggling. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it's gone from... He's damned if he does and he's damned if he doesn't. Like, oh, he's he's winning races. He's going to be, like, he's challenging Max. Like, oh, can he do that? Is he allowed to do that? And then now it's like, Oh, it's not good enough. Like, he's, he's letting the team down. What's going on with him? Is he? Is he? Should he be even be at Red Bull? Is he a good number two driver? Like, people are questioning him. I don't. I I think there's a like we've already started at the start of this little segment. Uh, we've touched, I think, on the reason, and we've said it before. There's something going on at Red Bull that we don't know about. And I think one of those things is pressure. Your one-on-one with Max, the golden boy, the poster boy for Red Bull. And I think maybe some things have been done, some things have been said, the pressure's set in a bit, the criticism has started, and now is dwindling a little bit, and now is like not doing very good. I, I will say this. If Max Verstappen was your teammate and like the credit where credit's due, the kid is relentless. He's like Thanos, he's inevitable. He really is. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if he's got a semi-decent car, he will get in that car and you look at his lap time. You must sit there as a teammate sometimes looking at his lap time and go, How? How has he done that? Yeah, but uh, but even in even yeah, absolutely. And then even if if you're like doing as well as him or a little bit better. People are gonna in that team are gonna scrutinize you even more. Like they're gonna put even more pressure on you, aren't they? It's a reason why it's been a bit of a revolving door. Yes, exactly. Very good point. Albon. Very good point. Ricardo, um, Kvyat. There's a there's yeah. You can be a number two driver, but it's different being a number two driver to Max Verstappen. In a Red Bull. And his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's different altogether. And I, that hasn't been in F1 before. Well, it has. Michael Schumacher. No one could be his teammate. But then Rubens Barrichello bent over and was just happy with the number two. So mm. he just give, they just let him pass. Like Hamilton, Nico Rosberg couldn't cope with him. And he went mm. from the year of hell to be able to match Lewis and beat him. And he couldn't do it anymore. He folded. He said, I can't do this every year. I, I just can't. It's, it's, mm. it, it consumes his life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And mm. like, it, must, it must be hard being Max's teammate. But equally, I think Red Bull turn it on and off when they won. Like, that's just not Perez under pressure because... There's a pattern emerging every season now with him and Red Bull. Mm. As soon as he's near and Max is under a bit of pressure, it's like the pull a plug. And like James said, they drop 20 or 30% in that side of the garage. Well, it's, it's like Tony touched on earlier as well, though, wasn't it? Two, two laps left of the race. Perez has struggled the entire race. They take him in, they put softs on, 
and he pinches fastest lap. Different car, yeah. Out of nowhere. Your, your car hasn't been able to fucking do that at, in the other fucking 69 laps. And then in that last lap, boom. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's because the setting's been fucking changed. Yeah. Mm. Yep. 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 Interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Max wins. And it was um yeah. Very Max, Alonso, Lewis, Leclerc, Sainz, Perez up from twelfth, got six, Albon, Ocon, Stroll, Bottas, Piastri, Gasly, Norris, Yuki. Nico, Joe, Magnuson, De Vries, Russell, and Sargent. That was Red Bull's hundredth win, as well. Hundredth win, hundredth win, and they like to go on about that quite a lot in the aftermath and what what. And knew uh, Adrian was on the uh, podium as well. You don't really see. No. But yeah, anything else to add to the race or the weekend in general? What did you think to Leclerc damaging his um, plank on the way to the grid? They had his car up on stands on the grid, and he'd, he'd yeah, head, and he'd, he'd damaged the plank, and he'd um, basically nearly ripped it off. So they had to replace it. But I know you said some you wanted to talk about science. Um, so Ferrari, are they again? We've touched on it before. Are them too good enough? Well, they had a bit of a strange race. They kind of held in there, didn't they? Different strategy and it kind of paid off towards the end, didn't it? Ferrari, I think I nailed it on the last podcast. It, the for the Ferrari, I don't. The car's not quick enough. The drivers are of a calibre to win and keep winning yeah the strategist got it right today will that's once in a blue moon will they get it right next week and the week after and the week after no no they won't i can tell i can say that now from my chest a thousand percent they won't <laughs> you, you know what this, this this is what i've got to say i, I think it's too hard to say what caliber driver they are I think if there was in a different car, you might see a different performance from them. Right. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the issue with Ferrari is the strategists, and even the commentators said so on on the on on the Canada. It he when they said, "Oh, should we do Plan A, Plan B?" and the drivers just went, "No, no, we'll stick with Plan A." And the commentators went, "They are the only drivers on that track." that challenge the strategists or mm. even the strategists ask them if they think it's the right idea. Yeah, they do. The race engineer always asks them a question. Always. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon your tyres? No, no, keep me off another five. Okay. Okay, yeah. But then it that sends questions, doesn't it? Do you think? Oh, okay. so what, what, what does that mean then? So what are we going to do after five, the next five laps? What, where we're going to go after that? Mm. Are we changing the plan? What what we're going to do? You're waiting for the next message. You're not surely you're not driving to your hundred percent because you're thinking, well, what's the next step? Well, you've got doubt and you've got no confidence, have you? So, like yeah. you say, you're second guessing everything. And in 
in interchangeable conditions or when you're a green track and you need your team that have this big picture, then yeah, you're right. They're, they're not they're not a team, are they? They're, they're, they're kind of questioning each other's judgment. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was um, just uh, one. They're just lucky this weekend. I don't yeah. think I can't see him doing anything else. No. Anything else? No. No. On that note, we'll end the podcast. Yet? Well, we can, or we can do predictions and a quiz. What do you want to go first? Well, let's do let's do the predictions because we'll have Austrians to give as well. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take you eight minutes to do yours anyway, Tony. So that'll well, exactly. well, I've got mine. I've got we, mine. We I've might have to save. Already. We might have to save the quiz, but get I'm, this bit out. Get this bit out of the way. James, James, give us, give us the the, the predictions, please. Current standings are as they are. So, for. Boys, um, I had 16. I predicted Max Hamilton and Perez. Um, obviously, I got Max safe bet, so I got 19 points. Um, Mark, you had 15 points. You also went Max Hamilton Perez, only getting you three points, um, giving you 18 points. Moving on to the girls, um. yeah. All right, yeah, we'll go, we'll go to it. So, yeah, Tony actually had Max, Alonso and Hamilton. I can't remember if this is your third or fourth triple whammy. So, yeah, you've got... One. Oh, God, you've told them This is the third. I think this is the third. This is it's a record-breaking weekend for Red Bull, but I think it is for the podcast as well. Yeah, I... I Got to, no, I think I got three last year at least. So you're either evens or you But yeah, you had Max Alonso Hamilton taking you from 17 points to 24. What a dick. I've got different points to you. I think I may be wrong. So after the Spanish race... Oh, yes. I apologise. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong So Mark, you are on... If I've got this right now, 21 points. Yeah. I am on 22. Yeah. Tony is on 27. Yeah. Bloody hell. My apologies. When it comes to the um, the the other half, the better half, the significant others, whatever you want to call them, the bosses. Hi, Beth. Um, Hi, Beth. She's, she's away. Hi, Charlie. So, so serious. Um, so, Katie had six points. She went Leclerc, Hamilton, Alonso because she refuses to predict Max, so she's got six points still. Yeah. Um, Charlie went Gasly, Perez, Hamilton, also because she refuses to fucking bet on Max. So, she's gone from nine points to ten. And Beth, who is smart enough to take the safe bet because she doesn't want the forfeit, had Max Perez and Hamilton, so she actually got four additional points going from 14 to 18. So, 
Bust, Gus, yeah. best. Best three points behind you, Mark. How does that feel? That she knows a lot more about F1 than you. Um, and you've just got lucky. I'm on 27. I'm crushing it at the minute. I mean, again, I'm just going to refer back to... Um, where was it, Tony? And, right. So, Miami, race seven. You was on 17. James on 13. Me on 12. And then the next race, because you got cocky, and then all of a sudden, Monaco, it was 17, 16, 15. Granted, you've built a bit of a gap again, but you are, you're on a bit of a jammy street lately, so let's see. Right, okay, well, my, my prediction for the next race... Your jammy race, predictions are... Which is Austria, the Rolex Australian Grand Prix from Spielberg in the Red Bull ring is Max to win. Don't copy, guys. Don't copy from me. Alonso second. <laughs> and I believe in a certain gentleman from last year, we are going to give him his podium, which he deserved last year. And I picked him last year, but was disgracefully taken out. So I'm going to go Perez third. Don't believe it. And that's the same pick that you picked last week as well. They can't let Perez have a shit race at the home race. They've got to think about the Constructors' Championship. Mark's going to say money. Yeah, and I'm debating whether to change it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got exactly the same Max Alonso Perez. And I had, at first, I had Max Perez and Alonso. And then I thought, no, Perez won't be second. I am going to scratch Perez off and put Hamilton. Oh, what a. So I'm going to oh. go Max Alonso Hamilton. I can't, I can't have the same as you. Can't. I'm, I may regret this, but yeah, Max Alonso well, Hamilton. I did have. Now, I, I scratched this off before you'd even said it. I did actually have Max Alonso Hamilton. <laughs> I then changed to Max Hamilton Alonso. Great. Max Hamilton Alonso. Right, OK. Yeah. Wow. wow. So how about the ladies? Beth hasn't even given me this, so... Is she wow. live? Is she available? Do you She's want to not. She's away at the minute. She's away. Crap. Well, you'll have to let us know off off air then. I'll let you know. Is that okay if I let you know off air? Yeah, as long as it's before the race weekend. So Katie's is, again, she will not mention Max. So she has gone Luis Alonso Perez. Ooh. I like that. I like that. I like that. Is gone. Oh, come. I, I, I don't get it. It's like, oh, I don't want to vote because I don't like him. I don't like him, but I still put him in three easy points. Yeah. Oh, come. Win. Hamilton second. And Alonso third. My, my only concern is Austria is. Who did she say third? Sorry. 
Uh, Alonso. Alonso. My only concern is it's a Red Bull circuit. Like you say, they'll want Perez to do well. I just don't think his confidence is there. It's, but, no. But if Tony's it, nailed it, I will be very annoyed that I've changed my it's, mind. It's a short circuit. Yep. So there's a lot of laps. Not a power now, circuit. Not a power circuit at all. Old and, and Lewis said the Merc is crap in the slower corners. It is. Yeah. So is the slower corners? I think there is. I'm sure there is a few. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So. Be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, we'll have to leave the quiz. Um, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next time in a couple of weeks um, to review the Austrian GP. I'm your host, T-Dog, in association with CookieCast, with Mark and James. Thanks for having us. And we'll see you soon. Goodbye. See you soon, guys. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another race gone. Another race in the bag. Another race to come. Amazing stuff. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being a part of the podcast. If you want to be more of a part of the podcast, you can like, share, subscribe, comment, leave reviews. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got ways for you to get in touch with us. Open lines of communication, people. Use them. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.